You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, well, the Cowboys proved me wrong because they beat the Saints. Now, before I get to that, I have a very, very special announcement to make. I am thrilled to announce that Cowboys Talk has been offered an advertising opportunity, which I gladly accepted. And I'd like to thank all the loyal listeners who helped make this happen. Thank y'all very, very much because it's your loyalty who helped grow the show and this got the opportunity for me. And I will take advantage of this opportunity to the best of my ability, so therefore more opportunities will happen. But keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are in this as well. You guys deserve credit too, so thank y'all very, very, very much. And which means there will be a commercial in this uh, on this episode, but don't you worry. I will let you know when it happens, and I even will let you know how long it will be. Don't worry about a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Although I do strongly list, I do strongly suggest listening to the commercial because it's it's from a fantastic company. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys actually proved me wrong because I'm not gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna lie. I actually thought that somehow, some way, the Cowboys were actually going to find another way to cough up this damn game. What I'm saying is, I did pick the Saints over my Cowboys. But you know what? I ain't going to lie to you. I'm telling you the truth. The truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I might get uh, I might get a, a bit of a promo cut on me by... Uh, by the boys at Arch Rivals, but then again, I'll tell them, okay, the Cowboys beat a Saints team with all the injuries. I mean, let's not ignore the fact that the Saints were not were without Alvin Kamara, okay? They, they were out, like, at least three starting offensive line. They didn't even have their starting tight end, okay? A lot of stuff, you know, we're missing on offense, and this Saints offense still actually gave the Cowboys defense a run for its money. And what was interesting is that a couple of days ago, earlier in the week, actually, it was announced that Taysom Hill would actually be taking first-team reps at practice, which indicated that he would be starting the game, and he did start this game. And, well, a couple things went right for him. The passing was okay, although he did he did actually manage to pick up a finger injury, which did kind of affect his passing play, but I would still say he did have some effect to his passing game. <laughs> And what I'm saying is, you know, Taysom Hill really did give the Cowboys uh, defense uh, a, a few problems. I ain't gonna lie, because I'm look I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the numbers now. He was he only had 19 completions out of 41 attempts, 
He had 264 yards, two touchdowns, and four picks. Quite frankly, when the Cowboys were up 27-10 and uh, the New Orleans Saints got that huge touchdown uh, play by uh, Deontay Harris, uh, I mean, the Cowboys defense just decided to get arrogant for one particular drive, and that, that's really what cost them. But, but you know, Taysom Hill, 11 carries for 101 yards. You know, that was an ad- average of 9.2 yards per carry. And the fact of the matter is, like I said, several offensive lines, starting offensive line, were missing for the New Orleans Saints, and he still managed to get 101 yards on 11 carries. That's 9.2 yards per carry. Now, the other on running game, Mark Ingram, started the game, only had 10 carries for 28 yards, and Ty Montgomery, 4 carries for 21 yards. So, Cowboys defense did decently well. Did have a, several tackles for losses as well, as a matter of fact. Looking at the, uh, I want to see exactly, you know, the Cowboys defense getting these tackles for losses. Oh, so had several, you know, Anthony, Anthony Brown actually was the leading tackler for this game. Anthony Brown actually, you know, was on a mission to make up for what happened on Thanksgiving with four pass interference penalties. But you know, it's just, uh, so interesting. The Cowboys defense had four interceptions in this game, one of which was returned to the house for a touchdown. It was really good to see Trayvon Diggs get another get another interception. He was one of them. J. Ron Curse, man, that interception that's gotta that that's definitely has the potential of being interception of the season, no doubt. <coughs> Excuse me, goddamn allergies. Anyway, so you know it was good uh, as I was saying it was good to see Trayvon Diggs. Uh, it's been a minute since he had a, a last interception. You know, and Dallas actually had four interceptions in this game, and that was actually the first time since 2010 where the Dallas Cowboys had four interse- defense intercepted four passes in one game. That game in 2010 was against the Indianapolis Colts. I remember that game very well. That was actually when Sean Lee was when Sean Lee actually had two interceptions in that game against the Colts 11 years ago. One of which was returned for a touchdown, and one of which helped set up the game-winning field goal. And the Cowboys actually now have four, have four pick sixes in 2021, which is actually the most in team history since 1999. And there's only been four times where the Dallas Cowboys had four pick sixes in a season. That would be 1985, 1995, 1999, and now 2021. And Micah Parsons just had a huge sack on Taysom Hill, which pushed the Saints out of field goal range. You know, Micah Parsons has a... a has registered a sack in five consecutive games, which is the longest streak in Cowboys history since Demarcus Lawrence had a sack in seven straight games back in 2017. And I deeply apologize for for the allergies. And speaking of Michael Parsons, you know Michael Parsons registered his tenth sack of the year, and that makes him the thirteenth rookie linebacker in NFL history with ten sacks in a rookie season. And Parsons is also the first rookie. To, to have a sack in five consecutive games since Joey Bosa did it back in 2016. I tell you, Micah Parsons is just, he's a stud. An absolute stud. It's just un, absolutely incredible. And, and I was, you know, really hoping to see it. And the way he had that sack was just incredible. You know, Taysom Hill never had a chance on that particular play. Never had a chance, indeed. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I deeply apologize for the allergies. Oh, man. All 
so we went through the Saints offense, and, you know, when I saw that Taysom Hill would actually be starting this game, you know, a lot of people were really shitting on the guy, and I said, guys, you know what? Our defense is even capable of losing to Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill, as we know as a player, he can throw, he can run, he can catch. In baseball, he would be called a util- utility player, although I'm not sure if the same term goes for football. I mean, I've never heard it be I've never be heard it being mentioned in the the game of American football, so perhaps not, but I'm pretty sure everybody knows that what I mean. Now Taysom Hill is not the best thrower. Although I should mention, you know what's really interesting is that Taysom Hill actually got paid this year. You know, his performance against the Cowboys might not have been the best, but the Cowboys offense just how, you know, which we'll get to, I mean Taysom Hill, you know, still could have, you know, pulled the game from behind and, and lead the Saints to a victory. I'm not even kidding. You know, for the Saints, I, I could have sworn he... Okay. I'm not entirely sure. He's uh, like, okay, has Taysom Hill. I was actually looking uh, at something because, you know, I could have sworn that Taysom Hill had actually just recently been paid... He he actually had he actually had signed a four year deal worth one hundred and forty million dollars. So, man, and take and Taysom Hill's been you know he's been hurt this year. He actually had a missed some time earlier this season with, with a concussion. Uh, actually had suffered had problems with his foot I believe as well. But despite that, I mean Taysom Hill didn't didn't, didn't seem to be showing any signs of any ill effects because like I said. He had 101 yards on 11 carries. Now, the passing game was different. 19 for 41 for 264 yards, two touchdowns, and four picks. Although, Taysom Hill, let's keep in mind, he did suffer an, an injury to his finger, which was, I believe, on his th- throwing hand. So, that did that did affect him. That did f- affect his ability to pass. So, yeah, well, what I'm saying is, uh, let's not let's not throw Taysom Hill too deep, too far under the bus. I mean, the Cowboys may have a bit of luck because he got hurt. That finger got hurt. So, so Cowboys defense really, aside from that play that that let the uh, that let Deontay Harris, you know, score that um that, that play that huge play at the end, and when the Saints uh, scored a, their first touchdown of the game, how the Cowboys defense got sloppy. Aside from those two, the Cowboys defense looked pretty freaking good. Although there was times where there was missed tackles and uh, a couple of things as well. But, you know, Taysom Hill broke a couple of tackles. So, I mean, like I said, Taysom Hill really, really uh, gave the Cowboys, like I said, a run for their money. So, uh, there's, there's really no denying it, really. So, the Cowboys defense, uh, Keanu Neal had a sack as well. Micah Parsons also as well. We just talked about that. So, based on how I see it. You know, Saints, you know, the Taysom Hill got sacked twice while Dak Prescott got sacked once. And that was on a play that really didn't turn out to be so well. And, you know, speaking of the Cowboys offense, you know, first things first, check this out. Oh, well, last thing about the Cowboys defense. The Cowboys defense held the Saints to 5 for 14 on third down efficiency. Now, the Cowboys offense, only 2 for 13 on third down efficiency. The play calling in this game was, I was like, what the fuck is that, Kellen Moore? You know, Kellen Moore was just not calling the best plays. I mean, it's bad enough that the running game was already causing us problems, although Tony Pollard 
had a fantastic 58-yard run, I believe. I believe it was at, I'm pretty sure it was around 58 yards. But what I'm sure is that according to ESPN, his speed was clocked at t- over 20 miles per hour. <laughs> and I've been saying this whole time, we should be giving the ball to Tony Pollard a whole lot more. I even said, if Zeke Elliott is hurt, let's sit the guy down. There's, it's, there's no shame in it, okay? But the Cowboys are apparently not going to do it. Zeke Elliott has been struggling. Look, I'm not going to blame the knee. I mean, the, the knee obviously is an issue, but it's already bad enough that the offensive line is is average, okay? It's mediocre. Although, like I said, only Zach Prescott only got sacked once, but, you know, Zach Prescott has, has a little bit of problems on his own. He knows, could not incomplete the passes, and, you know, that's the, that's the inconsistency on the passing game that I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks. Hell, I've been talking about that for the longest time. Although, on Zach Prescott's interception... I did notice a Saints player hit him in the face right before he threw it, and the referees did not even call that. I mean, that's pathetic. Okay. And I understand there was a play where the Saints got a huge uh, play, a a first down, which was nullified because the Saints fullback allegedly committed a foul, like hitting a defenseless player, whatever you want to call it, or defenseless hit or defenseless block, whatever, whatever the hell it was. That was actually a bullshit call. Okay. But but I tell you this, you know, this, I saw the Saints get away with getting away with roughing the passer at least twice. They got away with that hit to the face where Pre- Dak Prescott's interception took place. So, so what I'm saying is, hey, the Saints actually had, you know, the Saints got away with some things, you know, especially on a pass interference on Tony Pollard. So, you know, you know, that's what I say. You know, officiating in sports has just gotten horrible. And speaking of penalties. Believe it or not, the Cowboys did not have more penalties than the Saints. The Saints actually had seven, while the Cowboys had five. And the Saints, seven penalties, 59 yards with the penalties, while the Cowboys only had 35 yards of penalties. And, and speaking of a call that really actually I wish could have gone our way was when DeMarcus Lawrence actually, I believe uh, he actually had a sack. I mean, from, from what I saw it, it, it kind of seemed like it was, it was actually registered as a sack. Well, let me double check. I mean, ESPN had it for a while. I don't know if they changed it. Well, actually, because uh, it, it, the ball was thrown forward, it was actually regarded as an incompletion. Okay, so I guess it, it would have been a sack, but it seemed like Taysom Hill had fumbled it, but the the referees uh, reviewed it, and it was actually ruled an incompletion. So that that, that really sucked, although the Cowboys' defense would intercept the ball uh, like two plays later, I believe. So... So, but it was but it was great to see Demarcus Lawrence back. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, it would have been great if, if he had a sack, but Demarcus Lawrence uh, looked fine out there. You know, he's just coming back from injury. He's been missing since week one. Uh, from what I understand, next week Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory will both be back, and I'm seriously praying that that happens because the Cowboys have the Washington football team next in Washington. So we're getting all the we're getting all the help we can get on the defensive line. I mean, we're gonna have to. I mean. Well, after what after what Washington did to us last season, the Cowboys need to repay that favor big time. So, and one more time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry about my allergies right now. It's killing me, man. But here I am. So speaking of the Cowboys rushing game, Zeke Elliott, 13 carries, 45 yards. That's an average of 3.5 yards per carry, four yards if you want to round. Tony Pollard, 7 carries, 71 yards. That's an average of 10.1 yards per carry. Let's not forget, he had that 58-yard rush. If it wasn't for that, Tony Pollard's game would have been not so good as well. 
but and I'm still you know. I'm, I'm, and I'm still, you know, seeing, you know, CD Lamb actually had one carry for 33 yards. I'm sure that was on a on a trick sweep play. Actually, that, that's actually one of the plays that I missed. And speaking of CD Lamb, I mean, it was so good to have him back. You know, seven carries for 89 yards, averaging close to 13 yards per catch. Amari Cooper had two catches for 41 yards, although one of the catches was for no gain. So that one catch for 41 yards was amazing. Michael Gallup, five catches for 36 yards. I had that touchdown. You know, Michael Gallup actually had two, had an amazing catch. I think, pretty sure it was two as well, like when he tiptoed. Michael Gallup, you know, we, we can say he, he's known for dropping the ball a lot, but uh, we can also say he has a reputation of catching the ball and literally tiptoeing in, you know, to make sure the catch is ruled legitimate. So, and Dalton Schultz, you know, I'm definitely going to regret not, not starting him because I had him, I, I benched him in favor of, uh, in favor of uh, the Eagles tight end, uh, Dallas Goddard. Sorry, I kind of forgot. I almost said Dallas Clark, the former Colts uh, tight end. Uh, I'm definitely going to regret that, but uh, but I'm glad I started CeeDee Lamb. And believe it or not, I'm on, on fantasy this week, I started Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. So and so far, it's working out well, but the game's, the, the week's not over yet. So... And Dak Prescott, 26 for 40, 238 yards, a touchdown, and, and an interception. A couple of passes, were incomplete passes, were on him. They might have been more on the, on the receiver. But that, and that's, the, that's a, again, that's the the inconsistency of the passing game that I'm talking about. But uh, but when we come back, I, I, I'm going to, I'm really going to point out something that, that really needs to be talked about because, you know, this involves the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, and the play calling, and I mean, there's something not right going on, and this shit needs to stop. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me take a quick 60-second break. I will see you all in a minute. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. And ladies and gentlemen, I am back. My name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. The Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk. So where we left off, now it's time to talk about Kellen Moore because I'm telling you, there was a lot of play calling that I did not like. When the Cowboys defense was getting those interceptions, the Cowboys offense should have just, imme- should have just you know, committed themselves to driving down the field and scoring points, okay? And that did not happen. At first time, it looked like those promise. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell was that? We're driving, and then all of a sudden we stall? I mean, at one point it looked like we were literally giving the Saints chance after chance after chance to actually let them win the game. And if that had happened, if the Saints had won, I'd be furious right now. I mean, I'll be honest. I should have said this at the beginning. Yeah, the Cowboys won, but I'm not fully satisfied with how the game went. I mean, like, and this is it right here. The play calling from Kellen Moore. You know... If the running game is just ineffective with the offensive line being bad and like that, I mean, 
you, you can't put that on Kellen Moore. You know, I should I, and I should have mentioned this at, at the beginning of the show that Mike McCarthy didn't actually coach this game. It was actually Dan Quinn because Mike McCarthy is on the COVID protocol along with several other coaches, which includes the offensive line coach. But either way, the offensive line has just been bad. But there's like plays, you know, like a, a, a pass to the left, pass to the right. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Now, these deep passes, you know, that, you know, the deep passes, you know, you can't put that on him because when, when we get those deep passes in and some guys are open and the, the catch is not made, I mean, that's the passing game inconsistency right there. You know, in a couple of passing games, you know, on the first pl- on the on the first play of offense, you know, on a first down, we run the ball, then we get like negative one or negative two yards. And then after that, we, we try a you know, we try for a short pass, and then maybe get it, and then it's like then it's like third and six, or third and five, and and things just go bad, and then we just cough up, the, the, and then we just have to force the, we're just forced to punt. You know, on that time when we went for it on fourth down, I'm not I'm not sure if that's on Dak or on Ceedee Lamb. I just think that, the, that there was miscommunication, and the two were obviously not on the same page. But again, that's part of the inconsistency of the passing game. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say from that. You know, you know, the, the Cowboys now have like a mini bye week because you no, know, they won't play again until December twelfth, and that's ten days from now. So, you know, Kellen Moore is going to have to uh, make some serious adjustments. I'm telling you. You know, I'm still thinking, I mean, Kellen Moore, if he still had not gotten that Jason Garrett mentality completely out of his head, you know, that's not good. That's not good at all, okay? I mean, a lot of people were expressing their disappointment with Kellen Moore. You know, they were even questioning the, the play calling. You know, everybody was confused and, and upset and, you know, disagreeing with the play calling. And quite frankly, they should have been. The play calling was not right. Something was not going right. So, I mean... I don't know what to say in that particular uh, situation. So, you know, the fact that we had all, all three of our receivers and we were still having problems, I mean, that's unacceptable. Okay, but then again, you know, that's, there's the passing game inconsistency, the questionable play calling, you know. You know, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Really, I don't. Because, for Pre- you know, Prescott being forced to fo- throw 40 times is already bad enough because the running game... It's not giving us any support. And, you know, what's interesting, you know, the final play before we started kneeling the, pl- the ball, you know, it was ironic, you know, Zeke Elliott has the final run, and then it's actually for for a good amount, and then we just steal the deal. So, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I, I just didn't know, I don't even know what to say, but but this passing, the, the, the offense now is really becoming more and more stressful. Because like I said, we had Cooper, we had Lamb, we had Gallup, you know, Schultz, and still, you know, we're, we're in, there's still these incompletions and these p- deep passes that we just can't go. And but you know, I've said it many times. There's times where Dak Prescott struggles with the struggles with the ability to throw the ball deep. Although every now and then he gets it, and the accuracy and everything. So you know, a, a lot, a, a lot of uh. A, a lot of problems, honestly. Uh, but I, I I don't know what to say. But sometimes you know these questionable play calls I see is like, why are we going for these short passes when, like that? But then again, we let's not forget the Saints defense actually came into this game pretty strong. So, so I understand we were we were still actually going up against a very good Saints defense. But if the play calling would be 
correctly, and if the passing game could be more consistent, the Cowboys could have easily picked apart this very good Saints defense. I have no doubt about that. But that didn't happen. The Saints defense was actually fearless. You know... Stream football games. Sorry. I accidentally click on the highlights. But, you know, seeing this, Cow- this uh, Saints defense just be resilient and, you know, stay in the game the whole time and getting on us, you know... You know them stopping our running game just like that, making it look easy. It's, you know, it, it's stressful. I mean, because I'm not exaggerating. I mean, this Saints defense really did make it look like it was easy for them. So, I mean, the, the running game at this point, I wouldn't say it's not good. I would say the, the running game is practically dead. Although, one more time, Tony Pollard had that magnificent play, which had him clocked at going over 20 miles per hour. But, you know, because I said before this game, if Tony Pollard were to start. Well, actually, I said this in the preview. If Tony Pollard were to start and Zeke Elliott was rested, and Tony Pollard would would have had like 120 yards of rushing, that would have told me maybe the offensive line isn't the issue. Maybe it's because Zeke Elliott has just been not been playing good lately. But based on what I saw today is, you know, even Tony Pollard was getting stopped. It was getting stuffed. So the running game is just practically dead and. Even though, and from what I'm told, is uh, Washington's defense is actually getting worse and worse. Even though they're still second at quarterback and getting turnovers, and let's not forget, Washington is on a three-game winning streak, and that that includes wins over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, over the Carolina Panthers, and I'm not sure who, who was it they beat last week. I'm actually gonna double check right now because you know Washington has to be taken seriously as well. Because, you know, that three-game winning streak... Okay, against the Seattle Seahawks, which was on Monday Night Football. Although, you know, they intercepted that two-point conversion attempt. So, Washington's on a three-game winning streak. So, I mean, now that I look at the standings, you know, we're 8-4. and four, They're 5-6. and six, So, now we're like three games ahead. But, the, but you know, we're going to have to beat them, you know, like that. You know, the next three games are NFC East uh, meetings. We got Washington next, and then we got New York in New York. And then we got, we got Washington at home, so before we play Arizona at home, before finishing out in Philadelphia, so the Cowboys have to win out, to, have to win out if possible. I mean, it'll be tough, you know. Although I've I've already said it on on the show, I've said on our tribals that the Cowboys won't be winning the NFC East. You know, at that point, since I already said it, I can't go back and say it, but I do hope the Cowboys prove me wrong big time. So. But right now, you know, obviously, obviously, with how bad, how, how concerning the offense is right now, you know, if they can't get it fixed, then I, I, I don't see how we're going to be able to survive. You know, these uh, upcoming three games against the NFC East. I mean, let's not forget that the Giants may have injuries, but we don't know who's going to come back. You know, when we play them, and the fact is, you know, Jason Garrett's no longer their 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 offensive uh, coordinator, so. We won't see, you know, so I'm pretty sure the Giants' offense will have a few tricks up their sleeve for us. You know, every NFC East game could actually be difficult. Although everybody says the Giants are a joke, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take, I do want to take the Giants a bit seriously. I mean, we don't want to ad- underestimate them for God's sake, but the rest of the season is going to be very tricky. But I'm seriously hoping the Cowboys can prove me wrong big time. So, so the last couple of things about this game. O- overall, both teams. I- both teams, for the most part, kind of looked like shit. I mean, the Cowboys pulled through. I mean, especially the defense, you know, getting those four picks, you know, especially three of them in the second half, you know, that was huge. And, 
And even though Dak Prescott had that pick, and despite the off- the offense just really faltering again with with the uh, the poor execution, the passing game inconsistency, the questionable play calling, the defense stayed in it. And what's so weird, and, and this, as I close out this episode, you know what's amazing is that it was actually the defense who carried the offense to this win. Okay, and how often is it that the Cowboys' defense carry the the team to victory? Because for so long the Cowboys' defense has been the problem. Okay, but it was in this game that the defense actually survived in, in deep in, deep in that part of the game when the offense was was faltering. I mean, I was pretty certain the Saints would, would take full advantage, but this defense, the Cowboys' defense, just stayed in it. So therefore, they're going to have to stay in it at all costs. So we have to applaud Dan Quinn. Who took over as the head coaching duties and still called the defensive plays? Dan Quinn did a good job. Now, while the defense was dominant, there's still some adjustments to make. Okay, but the offense really needs to work. Okay, we're gonna have to find a way to revive the dead running game. We need to fix. We need to fix the consistency on the passing game. Okay, Dak Prescott needs to find a way to connect more with Amari Cooper, Ceedee Lamb. And Michael Gallup and Kellen Moore needs to wake up and start calling the right plays at the right time, for God's sake. I mean, this is December now. This is this is the most difficult and stressful part of the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, and we have the we have a glorious chance, you know, to finish out the season strong. It would be a shame that the, if, if it was blown away, it would be unacceptable. Most of all, it would be repulsive, repugnant, disgraceful. Most of all, fraud, fraud, fraud. So this is it. The Cowboys need to finish out their season strong. And most importantly, they got to prove me wrong. Because I'm going to say it one more time. I said the Cowboys won't be winning the NFC East. And I hope they prove me wrong. Okay? Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms. Including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening. And I will see you all next time.